Hi everyone, I'm back with a new episode of my podcast, Explore and Engage with Anam. You know, I sit here at home and as I'm looking outside, there's, um, there's actually really harsh weather conditions. But this is life in Wisconsin. We never know what we're going to get. You know, on some days it's bright and sunny, even in the winter. We can have some really amazing warm days as we had this winter. There were some days um, that the temperature um, really was in the 40s, right? 40s, bright and sunny. And then um, there are days when we have sleet and snow and ice and it's slippery outside. And the best thing to do is to stay indoor. And it's one of those days. You know, you look outside and it's just, you, you don't want to go out there because it is not pleasant, okay? But you know, the good thing is, on days like this, you can stay home and podcast like I am. Or you read a book, or you write something, or you watch a nice movie, whatever you want to do. Cook something nice, right? Um, have a nice Have a nice meal. Um, home-cooked and delicious and healthy. Anyway, I sit here recording a new podcast episode and, you know, giving giving voice to my thoughts and opinions because I believe it is important to share what you have in mind and that's exactly what I do. I voice my opinions, I record these episodes, I talk about different issues affecting our our community, our city, state, and country. And then I'm always happy when people reach out to me, uh, responding to what I said um, uh, in my podcast or in a particular episode. Whether you agree with me, whether you disagree with me, I welcome your opinions. I'm always happy to have a discussion on uh, public policy issues that affect us. So this episode, I'm going to start with another very important topic, I think, that um, that requires our attention. And that is the issue of bullying. Bullying. It is just horrible. In simple words, bullying is just horrible. It shouldn't be happening, but unfortunately, it does happen. And so the fight against bullying is an ongoing fight. There are many organizations that work to combat bullying, to raise awareness, to promote education, etc. And yet, the issue continues. Bullying continues to take place in society. I just saw on TV <clears throat> a few days ago, I saw on TV in a news report that a violent incident of bullying took place in Virginia. And based on the reports that I saw, it happened on a school bus. And the victim, the victim of bullying, was left with bruises around his neck and face. It is heartbreaking. I mean, this shouldn't be happening. Children should not be victims of bullying. It is sad. And it, it happens. And it, this must be prevented. No child should be victim of bullying. 
Now, what concerns me the most is that this reported incident took place on a school bus. Think about that. On a school bus. Back in 2019, I wrote a letter to the editor, and it was published. And at the time, a Wisconsin community was considering an ordinance to impose fines on the parents of bullies under the age of 18. Okay, so pretty simple concept. If somebody under, under the age of 18 is bullying and um, just behaving badly and, um, you know, uh, engaging in this awful act of bullying, then fines would be imposed on the parents. Because parents are responsible for their children. Parents are responsible for the actions of their children, their minor children. And so I expressed my support for that ordinance. There has to be accountability. At the end of the day, parents are responsible for raising their children properly. Parents are responsible for teaching them good behavior, teaching them school etiquette, and so on. And unless strong measures are taken to hold parents accountable for their children's bad behavior, I don't see how this problem of bullying would be solved. As a young boy, I saw bullies in school, but I was not afraid. In fact, I went to excellent private school in the city of Dhaka, in Bangladesh, where I was born and raised. And trust me, no bad behavior would be allowed. There were severe penalties for bad behavior. And if a kid hit or choked another child, that perpetrator would be kicked out of school. There must be strong penalties for bullying. And we can... I mean, my question is, can we do the same here in America, in public schools? Can we have severe penalties for bullying? Can students be expelled from the school because if they, if they act as a bully, if they hurt some other child? There should be consequences. There should be strong penalties for both parents and for those children who act as bullies who go to school or who on a school bus um, you know bully other kids there should be strong penalties bullying must not be tolerated and that's my thought you can always share with me your thoughts and opinions and I will look forward to that now let me let me move on to a different topic, but it is a topic that I, I actually covered in the previous episode. I talked about law enforcement and how we need to support our law enforcement and how we need to make sure that uh, law enforcement agencies have the staff that they need, that they have the resources that they need, and, um, and that's how we ensure public safety, right, with strong law enforcement agencies. Now, I have to revisit that topic in this episode because I just saw something in the news that was really shocking. The United States is a country of law and order, and I love that and I respect that. 
But then I saw the images and videos of street racing taking place in the city of Austin, Texas. Street racing. And it shows the erosion of law and order in this country as a result of this whole defund the police movement. Austin, Texas, this is a city where elected of, uh, local elected officials in the past voted to slash police funding. Now, reportedly, funding was later restored, but not before many police officers left. When local elected officials cut police funding, it is basically sending a message to police officers that, that there isn't enough support for them. And so as a result, many police officers may leave their jobs and go pursue some other opportunities or go work for other departments where they would feel valued and supported. And so in Austin, Texas, reportedly many special units were reduced and the department failed to replace many officers who had left. So this entire defund the police movement, it, it's an attack on police budget. It's an attack on the spirit of law enforcement. And this defund the police movement, it is hurting America. This, this defund the police movement is a systematic erosion of law and order in America. I believe in small and efficient government. I believe in limited government. I know that government is big and bloated and needs to be trimmed. But not in the case of public safety. Public safety is a top priority. Ensuring public safety is one of the most important duties of government. So there should be sufficient funding. There should be adequate resources devoted to law enforcement. Sadly, that's where many local government entities are miserably failing. They are cutting public safety budgets, which is resulting in chaos, as we saw in the streets of Austin, Texas. This needs to stop. Law and order must prevail, and we need to support our men and women in uniform. We need to support our police departments. Now, if you wish to talk about big government, if you wish to talk about the growing footprint of government in the lives of Americans, then we can talk about New York City. Reportedly, the mayor of New York City said that the COVID mandates may return again. Imagine that. Mandates, these COVID mandates have hurt people. The vaccine mandates, the mask mandates, and the shutdowns and the lockdowns, all of these have hurt businesses, and all of these have hurt hardworking Americans. To say that mandates may return again is doing a disservice to the people of New York City. This uncertainty hurts people. To say that mandates may return again, it's creating uncertainty, and that's hurt, hurting businesses. At a time when people need to be assured, they need reassurance that there will be no more shutdowns and lockdowns and government mandates, the mayor is suggesting that there may be a time that COVID mandates will be in place again. That is sad. I, I, I saw that in the news and I was shocked. Let me tell you, friends, there should be no more government mandates. 
let people decide what they want to do. Let people decide. The next topic I'll talk about is, guess what? It's climate change. Climate change. You know, whenever you mention climate change, it's like a big red flag. It's like, uh uh-oh, climate change, it's going to hurt us. Well, let me tell you, folks, the climate has always changed. The climate has always changed. We are just one tiny Earth in this gigantic universe. The celestial bodies in the universe keep transforming. They keep changing all the time. And so our earth is also changing. The climate is also changing because it's part of a natural process. For anyone to claim that we can flip a switch and stop the climate from changing, it's just absurd. The climate will always change no matter what we do. The climate will always change and that's nature. It's always changing. And this absurdity, I mean, uh, this, this fear-mongering, it's, it's just, it's, it's shocking. And let me tell you what's more shocking, okay? I saw this in the news. There are some lawmakers in Minnesota who are pushing to ban gas-powered lawnmowers and chainsaws. Minnesota lawmakers who are pushing to ban gas-powered lawnmowers and chainsaws. I just saw this in the news. How is that going to solve any problem? Banning appliances and equipments? Is that a solution? Appliances and equipments. These are appliances and equipments that people have used for years and years and years, and they have been a part of our life and to ban lawnmowers, gas-powered lawnmowers and chainsaws, that's not going to solve any problem. And there is no problem to start with. I mean, climate change is just a natural process. Climate will always change, regardless of what we do. But if you ban gas-powered lawnmowers and chainsaws, that's going to create new problems. What are people supposed to do without gas-powered lawnmowers and chainsaws? Now, what somebody might say, well, use electric appliances and equipments. Okay. Where does electricity come from? We need fossil fuels to generate electricity. And so, even if we switch to electric appliances and equipments and electric cars... We still need electricity and we still need fossil fuels to produce that electricity. So even if you're not pumping um, gasoline into your vehicle, into your gas-powered vehicle, if you're using an electric vehicle, you're still using fossil fuels to generate that electricity. So I think what's going on in Minnesota, it's just a publicity stunt. And I must add that it's an extremely poor publicity stunt. This bill or bills to ban lawnmowers and um, gas-powered lawnmowers and chainsaws, this this is 
this is a joke, really. That's what I think this is. It can be real. It's, it's absurd. Here's what I think. I believe in energy independence. I believe in using the natural resources that nature has given us. Coal, oil, gas, these all come from nature. And we must use these bounties of nature. These are there for a reason. And I, I must add that even gas-powered vehicles are becoming more and more efficient over time. And so with, with latest technology, we get more, we can drive more miles per gallon than we used to be able to 10, 20 years ago. And so we are making improvements. Things are getting better. We are becoming less dependent on fossil fuels because of the development of technology. But you cannot just wipe out gas-powered lawnmowers and chainsaws and gas-powered vehicles and make an overnight switch to everything electric because then you also must admit, you also must acknowledge the fact that electricity is produced with fossil fuels. So you're still going to be using fossil fuels. Here's what I think. I believe in letting people decide what they want. I believe in consumer choice. I think there are some excellent, amazing gas-powered vehicles out there in the market. Beautiful vehicles with advanced features, very comfortable ride, very safe, that people, if they want to go by, they should be able to go by. And then there are some amazing electric vehicles out there. I have friends who drive electric vehicles and they love those vehicles. So if people want to go buy electric vehicles, they should be able to do that. No one should stop them. Let people decide. What I don't want to see happen is government dictating choice. Government should not be in the business of trying to influence Americans as to what they should buy, where they should spend their money. That's none of government's business. People should be free to decide what they want to do. I know people who uh, have both electric vehicles and gas vehicles. A family can have a gas-powered uh, pickup truck and they may also have a nice electric vehicle sedan. If they want to do that, that's, that's amazing. I myself drove both hybrid and gas-powered vehicles. I love my gas-powered vehicles. And the hybrid that I used to drive, I loved it. I have never owned an electric vehicle, but I have nothing against electric vehicles. I think... Uh, some of the electric vehicles I see on the roads, they are pretty amazing. They are very nice. But as a consumer, I should be able to decide what I want, where I want to spend my money, what I want to buy, what kind of car I want to park in my garage. That should be a decision I, I should make. So similarly, if people want to use gas-powered lawnmowers and chainsaws, 
lawmakers shouldn't be spending their time uh, spending their time trying to ban these. So it's just absurd. It's just absurd what I saw. But you know, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. Tell me what you think. You know, government should be um, limited. Government should have some defined things that they should do. You know, like public safety, national defense. I mean, these are these are things that, and and there are more, but government should be doing very limited things and let freedom-loving Americans decide what kind of appliances, what kind of equipments, what kind of vehicles they want to buy. But sadly, we see many lawmakers, many elected officials trying to influence, many bureaucrats working in um, different layers of government trying to influence people and um, trying to influence them to choose one thing over another. No, 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 no. Let people decide once again. I think I'm just on a repeat mode right now. I'm just repeating the same thing. Yeah, because I need to. I need, I want you to understand this. We are a freedom-loving country. We are a free country. We are independent. We believe in consumer choice. So let people decide what they want to buy. Okay, friends, I think I have talked quite a bit in this episode and uh, I'm going to bring this episode to an end here I will be back with a new episode pretty soon and as I look outside uh, the weather is still bad and you know we have snow and ice um, I think we're also supposed to be getting some freezing rain which you know is always it always makes it challenging to drive and if you can stay inside and stay at home during freezing range, and then I recommend you do that. Um, Wisconsin weather, what can I say? But the great thing about Wisconsin is that we get to enjoy all seasons. We get to enjoy the spring and the summer and the fall and the winter, and every season is beautiful in its own way. Every season is special. Now, some may joke and say that in Wisconsin there are just two seasons. One is winter and the other is construction <laughs> you may have you may have heard that before right um, because you know on one hand we have winter and the roads are covered with snow and ice and uh, we put a lot of salt and we uh, try to melt the ice away and we tr try to scrape the ice um, off the roads so that people can travel safely so all of that happens in the in the colder months and when uh, the warmer months are here, then uh, in many communities across the state, people are just busy doing road repairs and uh, construction work because of all the wear and tear that takes place uh, during the colder months. But that's that's natural. That's part of part of living in Wisconsin. But no, um, in reality, I think we have four seasons here. And as a Wisconsinite, I can proudly say that. I enjoy all four seasons, you know. Uh, nature is beautiful. God has given us four seasons here in Wisconsin, and we must we must be grateful. With that, I will end this episode here. Thank you all for listening, and I hope to be back again 
with a new episode of Explore and Engage with Anam.